Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil. I'm Lucas. I'm Phil. And today we take you on another epic adventure epic into journey. God's Word. I'm super excited to be here, Phil. How are you doing today? I am so going to make myself jealous. <laughs> uh, applications are being taken for a new podcast host to help me with the show. You, ha- you kind of have morning voice today, Lucas. Yeah, little... my throat's a little sore. Oh, so man, I don't I'm sorry. Know. I don't know what's going on. So. But I, I, you know what you should do? You should hop up at your desk there in Oklahoma City and dance a jig. Dance <laughs> a jig with us. You know, I built this desk myself, and I don't know if it would hold me up to dance a jig. So. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to j- d- dance on the desk. Uh, but said, I, I up see, on your desk. Oh, I no, I, I I said at your desk. Well, I thought I said at your desk, but it is early. It is early for me. But uh, we're here. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited uh, about the podcast today because it's yeah. been it's been almost two weeks now since we've been able to find time to record an episode. <laughs> hey, we have had time to record an episode, but we've had so many technical difficulties. Oh, that's true. That's true. We didn't have time to fix the technical difficulties and record an episode, but now it is here. It has come, and we are on this epic journey together. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, what what's the best thing you had to eat this week, Lucas? I was about to ask you the same <laughs> exact question. Good I got job, you first. Phil. Yeah. Let's see. What is the best thing I had to eat? Okay, How about well, you I'll go, go first. first I'll I go first. I went uh, on my anniversary, which was last. Thursday, um, almost a week ago today, we went to uh, Red Rock Canyon Grill. I had a filet, and it was just perfect. It was absolute perfection. So I I love that. So and they also have some good uh, appetizers and stuff like that. The service is phenomenal. So I just shout out Red Rock Canyon Grill on the Riverside and what ninety eight. 90, 99th or whatever and Riverside in Tulsa. What about you? Best thing you that, had to eat this week? That does sound delicious. So actually the best thing I had to eat this week, I was just thinking about it. So one of the guys at the church, um, he's like seven years old and mostly blind. He's but seven? He loves 70. Seven, 70. Yes. 70. And he loves to grill and smoke and s- smoke foods. <laughs> Not smoke cigarettes. Right. Um... Anyway, so on Sunday morning, I get to church, and he handed me this Walmart bag just full of ribs and oh my goodness, and hot links. And so yesterday or Monday for lunch, Tori and I were able to have some delicious barbecue with some mac and cheese yeah. and some. We we went ahead and air fried some okra. It was oh, phenomenal. Man. It was so good. You know, that's the best thing about being in ministry. It's not the spiritual rewards. It's mm. the free stuff. <laughs> That's right, because that happens often. <laughs> well, it does at first, especially when you know when you go somewhere new. Although I got to say, you know, I was at the same place for seventeen years and the same place for ten years, and there were, uh, you know, there were certain people that were just always so generous to us and just yeah. so interested in investing in us as a family uh, and in my kids, and and it just it's kind of a wonderful thing. One of those, I don't know if you'd call it a side benefit. It's just one of the 
it's part of it's just being part of a family, you know, a church family. Exactly. And I think that's kind of that mindset that uh, I, I've been talking with Tori, and, and we've talked a lot, and, and trying to live out that that mindset of, of generosity. And if I have yeah. something you need, then it's yours, and I'm not going to sell it to you. I'm just going to give it to you. Um, yeah. yeah, because if I, if I have it, you need it, then I want to be able to meet that need. I don't, I don't want to make a buck, <laughs> right? you know? And so, yeah, but I, uh, I like that too. We do that. We, uh, we tend to give stuff away more when we could sell it. Although, you know, we try to sell because financially sometimes that helps the family, but most of the time we end up just giving stuff away. I think that's, I think that's a good, I always feel better about that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Making that a 50 less, bucks. A little less shady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those um, uh, those meetings at Quick Trip uh, to uh, hand off the shelf or whatever it is that you're getting rid of. Uh, sometimes I, it's fun because you get to connect with a person, but sometimes it's like, man, I feel like a some kind of a drug dealer or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phil, I, I was selling some old. I used to be when I was a little kid, like a NASCAR fan, and so yeah. I had these. My grandma had. Who was your guy? Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon, I was going to say, it has to be Jeff Gordon. Yeah. I'm trying to trying to do the math. I had we had built a Jeff Gordon like race car bed. Wow. Um, and like had painted it and it was super cool. Anyway, but I had these two gold-plated NASCAR model car things. And so my grandma had gotten them for us when we were kids. Like real gold? I, I think so. Whoa, whoa, um nice. but not enough to actually be worth it. Not anything. yeah, just yeah. just enough to to make it cool as a kid. Yeah. So anyway, I was selling them and I had listed them at like, uh, I think I had listed for 20 bucks for the both of them for sale. Right. And so this guy had said, I'll buy them. Uh, would you take 15? And uh, I was like, sure, why not? That's, that's fine. I'll just, that way it's done. So I go and meet him and he hands me the money and I start counting it. And it's, I see a 20 and I'm like, wait. So, and I realize he negotiated to $15 a piece. Nice. Not $15. <laughs> so I made 30 bucks <laughs> on the $20 sale. It was it was a beautiful thing. So, yeah, thanks, yeah. Grandma. That's that's one of the good things about uh, selling things online is sometimes that ambiguity works for you. Uh, sometimes and it works sometimes against. Sometimes it works. It against. worked against that guy. <laughs> if you're listening, Mister Thirty Dollar Gold Plated Things. Uh, well, we just want to thank you for being right. a listener. That's really what we want to do. That's the main things. We'll send you a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Love and pancakes. That's right. You know, and- I I it. Uh, it, it, uh, you'll you'll be interested to know, Lucas, that I figured out a place to put my love and pancake sticker. You know, I've struggled Where, with that. Yes, I don't have yes, a water I bottle. I don't have you know you kids these days. You you have stickers. You have stickers on everything because you have all this stuff that you kind of. It's part of your thing. I put it on my uh, over my Apple on my MacBook. That's a beautiful thing. I love it when people cover up that it's a Mac. Yeah, so it's a shiny pancake with arrow, heart arrow. By the way, I love that art. You did that art, didn't you, Lucas? That was really good. Mm -hmm. I like that Love and Pancakes artwork. If you want one of those, make sure you email us or comment uh, on our Facebook page or on the podcast. Like, comment, all that kind of stuff. Uh, We want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm getting a little thirsty. Is it time for uh, orange juice? Orange juice, James E. Word of the Week. <laughs> oh, Gen Z. Sorry, Phil. Yeah, so I read I read something this week about uh, the – I was looking at Chugi. I was looking up mm. how to spell Chugi for the last week's podcast, which just, just dropped this morning, by the way. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Although it won't be this morning when this when this episode drops, but we're recording on the same day that the last episode finally got edited by our editor, who is an amazing guy, but just has a lot going on. So uh, <laughs> uh, that's me. <laughs> so by the way. humble too. Those of you that don't know, he is. He's really awesome. So uh, I was looking up how to spell Chugi to make sure I spelled it correctly because I I messed up on that a couple times, misspelling these Gen Z words, including them in the episode titles. So uh, Google took me to this article about uh, the war between Gen Z and millennials over skinny jeans. Do you know about this? And that's where they brought up Chugi that that, I don't know if skinny jeans are Chugi now. And this week's – Chugi was the personal attack on me. Was yeah, what I what yeah. I felt that it is because says, Lucas, you're Chugi, and I think that article I read confirmed that that it really is. It's like a culture war between Gen Z and millennials, and uh, I, I think the I'll just say to you, Lucas, that the uh, the crux of this article was that as a millennial, you should just give up. <laughs> you will not Which, win in a in a uh, contest about cool with teenagers. That's what well, they're I saying, know. basically. I think it's. I mean, that, that's a good point. And I think like having just the confidence that like I like to wear what I wear, and so I'm going to wear it. Yeah, you know, and not victory. trying to please a 16 year old with Every, how I dress. Yes. <laughs> Which like, that's so, yeah. I mean, the great the great let's victory. Go ahead, let's go ahead and hit the oatmeal, Phil. Our, well, <laughs> if you are dressing to please a 16 year old as an adult. <laughs> Don't. You're so embarrassing yourself. Not yes. with just with more than just sixteen year olds. Because we've done that our whole lives. We looked at old people trying to dress like teenagers. We're like, oh come on. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh what is my Gen Z word of this week? Ready? Is that it? Bop. Oh wait, wait. Bop B O T? No. Bop. Bop. B O P. Mm, bop. Uh, yeah, uh, bop. Uh, I've never heard that, obviously. You know, there are a couple of these I've heard. I've not heard that one. I would say bop. <clears throat> uh, I would, I'm, I'm going to say that that is like your favorite song. Like my, like that's my jam. Like that's what, I don't know. Is that a millennial thing? <laughs> I think that's a millennial thing. That's my jam, man. Uh, I say that's, that's my, my bop. Jam. That's my bop. That's my song I like to dance to. That's my bop. I'm going with it. Final answer. Final Ow. answer. Phil, I'd have to say you're like 98% right. What? So it's a song, and it, but you don't say my bop. You say it's a bop. It's a bop. All so right. Like, yeah. So you, you would yeah. say like. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, oh, but if um, I want to be chuggy, I'd say that's my bop. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. If you want to sound like a grandpa, that's my bop. <laughs> I do, and that's I do, okay because you are a grandpa. Yeah. Well, not quite. Yeah. Well, I am. I mean, yes, the child is in the womb. Good theology, Phil. Cooking You're right now. That's right. Good doctrine. One of those yes. two words. Yeah. <laughs> we use them yeah. interchangeably. So that's a bop. Is is this podcast a bop? I wonder. I, don't I know. hope so. To it's someone. a bop to me. It's my bop, Phil. <laughs> Mine too. All right. So uh, that was that was a short discussion about the Gen Z word. <laughs> Gen Z word of the week. <laughs> Usually that discussion goes on for quite a while. So is it time for coffee now? Or do we have another <laughs> tad story? <laughs> we talk. 
we talked about last week's Gen Z word of the week longer than this week's Gen Z. Yeah, word that's of the right. Week. You remember when Andrew Layden was on and he talked about the Gen Z word for like fifteen minutes before we even gave it to him? Yeah. <laughs> no, before I we mean, gave the definition, we talked about it for a long time before we like got a, a definition out of him. Yeah, he was talking a lot about being a Gen Z expert and knowing the culture and all right, that stuff, right. and then he got the word wrong. So. <laughs> Shout out to yeah. Andrew. We love you, buddy. That was a, <laughs> now, the, that was a the fun best one, episodes. though, was Anna with such confidence. Oh, I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then just completely wrong. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Anna. My wife listened to that episode yesterday, and she just loved it. She just thought you, Anna, were a huge hit. So you were her bop. <laughs> <laughs> Anna is a bop. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right, Phil. Well, so, uh, so dad stories with Lucas. With so for uh, all of you that probably already know, Tori and I are expecting baby numero dos. Numero um, dos. As we announced at the um, breakfast that we did together. Yes. And so this last Saturday, we went over to my brother's house and had a cookout. And then uh, we got some squirt guns out and sprayed each other with pink water because we're having a little girl. All right. In October, so, so that was so you had a gender reveal this weekend. We did. We yeah. did. You know, I had a gender reveal this weekend too. Oh, on what Monday, will your grandbaby be on Monday. Well, uh, so basically, we what we did is the the guys were uh, there were two guys. One was dressed as a uh, no. One was dressed in pink. One was dressed in blue, and they got into the. There was a swimming pool at the house where we had this, and they had one had a pink floaty thing, and one had a a blue floaty thing and they jumped in, you know, these two great big young guys and they, they jump in and they swim and they're fighting. And so whoever gets to the end of the pool and jumps out last and, and jumps out first is that's how they revealed the gender. <laughs> so the race was rigged, of course, but you know, they're fighting and they're fighting and one gets up and one, and I wanted it to be a boy. So the, the, uh, the blue, uh, guy gets, he gets out, he jumps up, and and then the, the pink guy grabs him, and then they grab each other, and they're like fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And finally, at the end, one of them, either the pink or the blue, jumps out first, and I can't tell you, because they told me not to tell yet. So <laughs> <laughs> so how long do we have to wait, Phil? Oh, probably one episode. They just I just don't know. Last time I sort of revealed a little too much, maybe a little too early. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now you're known as that guy, Phil. Good job. Yes. Good job, Phil. I'm not going to reveal, although it's probably okay, but I'm not going to. But congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, so, uh, the first name will be Jubilee, and then we decided on a last name a long time ago, Lunsford. So. <laughs> what? No, wait. The other name is a middle name, Lucas. The last name we all knew anyway. Okay. Maybe you well, don't we remember have it. how this works. We're, we're going to have a contest on the show to decide the middle name. So <laughs> send your – no, I'm just joking. We're, we're trying to figure it out right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. praying about it. We're praying about so it. So you, uh, you have Naomi Dove, and Dove is a family name, right? Yes. Yeah, and, Dove is Tori's grandmother's last name. Right, and uh, so then you'll have Jubilee Phil? <laughs> <laughs> Jubilee Blunt. <laughs> Jubilee Blunt Lunsford. You'll always have a hyphenated last name. It'll be a very strange childhood. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. Woo. Well, I know what we're going to talk about this week. You do? Yeah. So do you. 
because we already talked about it. Hey, Phil, I would. I just wanted to say this is the most preparation I have done for an episode ever. Yeah, and, I mean, like fifteen twenty minutes, but still, that's a lot. <laughs> I I generally prepare for the episode afterward. Like once we start talking about something, then I start. I basically read and think about that the whole week after that, which is what I've done this time. Now I'm actually prepared to discuss last week's topic, but we're moving on to this week's topic. Although I no, will this... say, last week's so we're talking about Jesus said what you know the, all the crazy what? things Jesus said. Uh, we mentioned sort of in passing when he said, eat my flesh and drink my blood, which is crazy, which we may get into that later. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But then last week we talked about how he said, uh, actually there are about uh, eight or nine places where there are things like this said in Scripture. I think five or six of them are Jesus and then the apostles say a couple of different things. But where he talks about ask anything in my name and I'll do it, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, like I like to say, the American Christian 23rd Psalm is, the Lord is my shepherd, that means I get whatever I want. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, you like that? <laughs> so, uh, but So I wanted to make a comment about that, and just to kind of reiterate, you talked about, in our on the phone the other day, you and I were talking about uh, my utmost for his highest, and mm-hmm. all of those things where Jesus said, ask in my name and whatever you will, uh, the Father's glory surrounds all those in the context, uh, even in the same sentence. You know, the, one of them is that that my Father may be that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Yeah, and then this is my Father that this is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples, so that you may ask whatever you will and it will be done for you. So, the, yeah. the the Father's glory comes into a lot of that, and us becoming is that what Chambers says? Us becoming what He wants us to be. What was it? Um, I know Chambers talked a lot about like say talking about in in Christ's name and how it's not. I don't think it's that it's not a magical word to say right. like yeah, yeah, God yeah. give me a Lamborghini in Christ's name and then all of a sudden it's done <laughs> yes. because that's not he's saying in my name meaning in my character in my spirit for and so my, yeah we, and for my purposes yes yeah yes. so it's very it's, good. you can ask for anything but asking in His name means what you're asking is already within His spirit and His character because. You are so closely attached to him yes. that you are asking for what he is already ready to give you. Right, and that's the goal. I, I think what I wanted to reiterate was that that mm-hmm. the whole purpose of that whole conversation was that Jesus was just calling the disciples into deeper and deeper intimacy with himself and with the Father and saying, this is sort of almost the challenge, the carrot, is that uh, there's going to be a level of intimacy you reach with the Father that your will is so intertwined with His that whatever you ask, I do it because yeah. we're we're of one purpose and one heart. So uh, yeah. Oswald definitely went more into as well. Talked about how um, if we're just asking and looking for these physical things, then we're missing out on the best things, right? Like the things of the divine. Yes, are, are way more of what Christ was talking about there right. anyway. Yeah. And so if we're we're thinking about well a house or food or or whatever a dog you know or a car yeah then like that's we've already missed the point <laughs> yeah so. exactly exactly well so what's this week's topic Lucas you kind of had the choice on what was the thing we were gonna to uh, yeah, run so through today this one we mentioned last week and I said I'd really like to to do a little bit more research to make sure we have an educated opinion and talk about it a little bit more. So uh, this is in Mark chapter 13, Okay, uh, and it's verse 30. It says, truly I say to you, this generation will not 
pass away until all these things take place. (laughs) Which is after he's talking about uh, the coming of the Son of Man, and he talks about the tribulation and the desolation of the temple and all the, uh, a few different things that are coming, right. uh, which we see referenced in other prophecies. And so, um, so Phil, what's your take? Uh, C.S. Uh, Lewis's take is this is the most embarrassing scripture in the Bible. I, yeah. So, so I would agree. It is. It's, it's terribly embarrassing if you, if you look at it at face value and that, you know, that's one of the problems. It's one of those things that, you know, people will be discussing this until until there are no more things to discuss. You know, uh, Christians and non Christians and atheists and agnostics will be whining about this and and uh, complaining about this and and questioning about this and object, objecting to this until Christ returns. Uh, so, what's my take on that? I I don't know, Lucas. I honestly don't know. I think. <clears throat> I think one of the things I've done, I hope it's a healthy compartmentalization that I have done in my life, and that the things that really, really fall outside of my understanding, I sort of say, Lord, I want you to to teach that to me whenever you decide to get around to it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not going to fight, because there was a time in my life where I fought God about everything. And what yeah. that did is that what when when I took the posture that I have to understand everything in order to trust and believe in Jesus, what that did is it made my own intellect uh, the the final the final word. It made my own intellect the limit of my faith. Mm-hmm. You understand? I could yeah. only believe what I could understand intellectually, and so. Uh, I think there's a healthy compartmentalization, and I hope I'm not being unhealthy with my compartmentalization. But this is one of those things, honestly, I just have said, you know, with the whole end time, second coming thing, some people say, well, all that did happen in Rome. Everything happened. Everything was fulfilled in an immediate, uh, within the next generation, uh, if you look at it from the standpoint of the Roman Empire and all of that kind of stuff, stuff that happened even uh, a, a, des- a desecration of the temple. Now, not <laughs> not like the Book of Revelation talks about necessarily. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, and there then there are people that say different things about it. I have not really. I don't fall on one side or the other of that. I'm good with it. But uh, so, what have you found in all? Have I yeah, talked around th- that enough? <laughs> <laughs> Did I talk about nothing long? I enough? basically said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have several different I think we have a few different interpretations we can look at. And and like you said, I think you can you can believe any of them. I don't think this is one that you have to fall in this exact spot for your salvation to be true, <laughs> you know. There's, right. there's other things that we all need to believe, you know. Christ right. was God's son. God Christ is God's son. He died and was resurrected. Like those are right. key beliefs and and we've talked about the pyramid before, and I think this yeah. is fairly low on the pyramid. So, right, um, I do or high, which is I don't know. Before we get into that, though, you you just talked about the compartmentalization and like this part of your life where you had to know, and your intellect became an idol. And so, it is interesting because you also have talked in the past about in, in your book about you know God not allowing you to have a quiet time. Um, yeah, but both of these things stem from a time in which. You had to have a quiet time. 
And it stems from a time in which you were seeking these answers so hard. Right. And so I think my encouragement to students is because, or, or I think some people fall on the other side where they struggle more with laziness. And so it's not a compartmentalization for them as much as, and, and me in the past too, as much as like, I just don't want to deal with it. So I'm right. putting it away. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. And, it, and it falls into laziness or like a quiet time where it's like, oh yeah, I'm spending time with the Lord just driving. Like, Nope. <laughs> nope. And, yeah. and so like Yeah, I see that some people could take uh an experience like mine and use it as an excuse just to be passive about their faith. Yeah, um, and I think that's and I'm not saying that's what you're doing. I'm just saying like that is I think people come from different sides of, of issues and sometimes it's overworking and they need to learn to rest in God. And sometimes it's in laziness and they need to learn to work. You know, and so it's it's what yeah. does that look like for each one of us, and how do you learn that balance and that tension, and um, just really yeah. good stuff. So yeah, I think there's a balance, and I you know I don't think you're saying that I'm lazy, but that may be no. because I'm not only lazy but proud, <laughs> <laughs> chuggy, chubby, and proud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Chewy. point. Good point, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Phil. All right. So anyway, so let's dive into this scripture real quick. Okay. So one of the interpretations that you mentioned was that um, all of these things have already happened. And so when Jesus said this, uh, these things were just supposed to represent what was in Rome, which kind of is weird because in Revelation we see these things mentioned again. Um, right. So then there is the thought that it's a dual interpretation um, because, you know, we see that a lot in Scripture actually where, you know, it means this and that. And so— yeah. It means the fall of Rome and also the fall of Earth. And so you see multiple things, which also is believable. But in both of those, there's some things that you kind of have to stretch to say they actually happened. Um, yeah. And so then there's there's two that, that I think sound more believable to me. Can you give um, us an example of something you have to stretch or, or have you gone into that much detail? Um, so I looked looked into a little bit, but just he talks about the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars right. will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send out the angels and gathers his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Yeah, and so that you really have to stretch to make that. That's got to become very, very metaphorical. Exactly, yeah. And like, I think when we talk about the stars falling and stuff, we, we see that in Daniel when he talks about stars falling from heaven and, and everything. He's talking about Babylon and right. also coming into the end times, the stars. And so there, there's truth in both, but I think here, especially that last part, yeah, he will get send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to, to the ends of the heavens. Yeah. Um, it, it just becomes difficult. And so, I, you know, C.S. Lewis talked about that, that it's, it's embarrassing and, and it's hard to to understand. But I think too, like we've gone through a couple different languages to get to where we have it, as well as we don't, you don't understand tone or how, what Jesus was saying when he talked yes. about it. You know, it, it takes a lot to dive in. And so these last right. two, I think, are where we can really, where, where I believe. Um, right, right. Which is, first off, there's, there's one belief that uh, when you interpret generation, you could interpret it as race. And so Jesus is saying the, the kingdom of the Jews will still be here whenever, you know, the Jews will still be around whenever these things take place. Right. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever heard that. Uh, I, that's, but that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and the other one, when he says, 
this generation. He's saying the generation, which this actually lines up with his words um, in 28 and 29, which is from the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you will know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. And then he says, truly I say to you. And so when when he says this generation, the belief is that what he's saying is the generation that's there at the beginning of these things will still be alive at the end of these things. Right, and I think that's the more conservative, uh, you know, that would be uh, the sort of Tim LaHaye left behind, uh, remember the Left Behind series? Are you old old enough to remember that? So that would be sort of the the interpretation that that school of thought would take, would Mm -hmm. be that he's just saying the generation that's, that's there at the beginning of all this stuff, when it starts to happen, uh, the beginning of birth pangs will still be around, will not pass away until it's all takes place. In other words, that all of that final stuff is going to take place within a short, relatively historically short period of time, a generation, uh, which yeah. is, you know, that's a very logical uh, way to look at it. Um, and I think contextually it fits very well, too. And you, if you're reading it, and it's easy if you take out of context, this generation will still be here. But when you go and you read through that whole passage in right. those days after that tribulation, and so right. he's saying, you know, this generation that is already here in those days will will last. And I think you, right. can, you can read it that way logically and don't have to stretch it to say that. Yeah, yeah, that's that probably is the simplest way to sort of quote unquote get around it <laughs> to get to make it to make it make sense. And I think, yeah, I mean, I don't think I've settled 100% on that. It certainly is it's nice and logical and comforting. Uh I would say uh it's maybe a little oversimplified, but I like it nonetheless. So, yeah. I don't know. Again, I don't. I don't feel a responsibility or a, an urgency uh, from the Lord to really come to a decision on that. And I know some people listening may be like, "Well, you got to make a decision. You got to know." I'm like, eh, I'm just. I don't feel yeah. that. I don't. I don't. For think me, that's... I feel like I need maybe not to know, but I need to have a belief about it. And so that's where yeah. I think I fall. Is is I don't know if I have the exact right answer, and and maybe Christ means something different here than what I think He's meaning. But I, I believe, you know, went through prayer and, and, and petitioning him that this is the, the conclusion that I believe he's given me. Yeah. Um, and, and it makes sense, um, and, and it quiets those, those doubting voices, if you will. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, and I, I really think, uh, you know, my dad was a preacher, and then he uh, left the ministry and became a school teacher when he was— Oh gosh, I guess in his thirties, um, I was young. Uh, I was six or so when he, mm-hmm. or seven when he stopped being a pastor. And he used to say, you know, he had a master's in theology. As a when as a teenager, when I got into all these uh, discussions about the end times and are you pre-millennial, post-millennial, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, you know, the rapture and all this stuff and what's going to happen, what's it going to look like? Because that's, you know, that's very exciting for Mm -hmm. a kid to read Revelation and go, ah, you know, this is crazy stuff. And uh, my dad used to say that he he was a pan-millennialist. And I thought, what does that mean? Are you are you are you going to hell? So, you know, it's like, yeah, no, no. He said a pan millennialist millennialist means it's all going to pan out in the end. 
And okay. uh, I, <clears throat> I know some people hate that. They think that's a cop-out. But I uh, honestly, my, my really passionate plea about this kind of circumstance, about this kind of what? Subject. Subject matter is it needs to, if it doesn't really affect your daily purpose in life, then mm-hmm. you need to not take it with a grain of salt. You don't need to minimize it, minimize it, but you need to put it in perspective. What do I need? Yeah. What do I really need today to walk with God and to follow Christ and to know him more and and sort of let the other things take care of themselves. And yeah. I think I think as in my opinion to say I need to believe something about this is about as far as you should go. If it becomes your obsession, I think you've gotten off center just a little bit. If I now, do. I think although it, I got to say there's one guy I know and there are probably several people that I know that the whole discussion of end times has just set them on fire for the gospel and for the Lord and I don't know if that's bad. You know? No, and I think that's too. It, it is when it becomes a distraction from the main point of the gospel, and it right. becomes this key point where you're saying, "Well, I don't know if I can believe any of it because of this one." Right, saying. or if you're always just arguing about it, and you say, "Well, everybody yeah. has to think like I think." Or, yeah, and if it becomes a point of conflict to where it's it's disrupting communion among the believers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then it becomes an issue. But when it beca- when it is something that you can sit and talk about, and it helps you to grow. Right. That's a good thing. And so yeah. I think it's it's just, it's all of these things. There's nothing wrong with discussing them. There's nothing wrong with trying to find the truth. There's nothing wrong with even dwelling on them. But when it becomes a distraction or a disruption from yeah. community in Christ, when it becomes a distraction from our, our ultimate goal of glorifying God and making him known, that's when it becomes an issue. And so right. it, all of these things that we talk about, it, it, it comes back to you have to sit down and have that hard look at yourself. I can't tell you if you're doing it right or wrong every single time. There's sometimes I can clearly tell you're doing it wrong. Right. <laughs> you sometimes know, it's obvious. I can call you out, you People. know, especially some of these guys and, and family members and stuff that I have a good sense of accountability with and we can call each other out on stuff. But, right. Um, you know, I can't tell you, and no one else can tell you, you're going to have to take a deep look and, and in prayer and meditation and seeing if, if you're living the way you are to glorify God or not, and, and why yeah. you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. It comes down to uh, comes down to the heart and to Jesus. It comes down to Jesus. And Every so, single time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I think that's a really good bowl of oatmeal there, Lucas, that I think what we need to do uh, is to make sure that whatever, whether it's faith, which we kind of talked about last week, which mm-hmm. is, a, is a struggle for me, or whether it's the end times discussions, which are a struggle for some people, or uh, if those things are really pulling you into greater intimacy with the Lord, uh, and they're really increasing your effectiveness um, and, and your focus on the Lord, then great. If not, maybe you need to shelve them a little bit uh, if they're uh, if they're not drawing you closer and drawing others closer to him. If you're if you're arguing, if it's a if it's a point of contention or a point of contention with God, a point of, you know, Lord, I can't believe unless I figure this out. Uh that that, you know, uh 
I mean, I think God can deal with those questions in your mind, but ultimately I think his answer is going to be, hey, look me in the eyes here and trust <laughs> right. me. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, and that's why the correct response, the correct way to come to the Lord, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Oh, yeah, you that's know, very Lord, good. I believe you, help my unbelief in this. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, well, very good. So uh, do you have uh, a, a minute of culture for I, us this week? Did you watch some basketball this week? I, I Yeah, I've been keeping up with the basketball. The, the playoffs are going, going on, and so we've got a lot of exciting stuff. Sadly, yeah. the Thunder are not in the playoffs. However, no. we did win the coin flip to have the fourth best odds to get the number one pick in the NBA draft. So Yeah, I'm the NBA excited. lottery is a weird kind of thing. What the heck is going on there? It is really weird, and then you start <laughs> looking into it, and there's this many percent that this happens, this many percent that that happens. But ultimately, I was happy last night. The Suns uh, just went on to dominate the Lakers, which I always yeah. root against. So yeah. I usually root against LeBron, and I always <laughs> root against L.A. teams in any hey, sport ever. Hey, so. I don't know how you feel about this guy, but I just have to say, Jason Tatum, that guy is awesome. He is I really love good at watching basketball. him play. He knows, and his his brain and his body, he's the whole package. Uh, yes. Jason Tatum, not just scoring, but uh, yeah, he's. I, I mean, just watching him a little bit, I was like, man, I forgot about that kid. Uh, we saw there's, four years in the league, I think, something like that, and he's yeah, he is just and that, killing there's it. so many of them like watching, and there's a lot of really good young guards and stars in the league right now that. It's just going to be really exciting to watch them over the next few years. Jason yeah. Tatum looks really good on the Celtics. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. last night for the Nuggets. Damian Lillard for oh, the yeah. Trailblazers. Uh, if you're not a basketball fan, you're like, why are you talking about this? But <laughs> Dame time times two. So before, at the end of regulation, he hits a three, a buzzer-beating three to send it into overtime. Yeah. And then at the end of the first overtime, he hits another three to send it to second overtime. <laughs> He didn't yeah. do it that time. They lost in double overtime, but right. still. <laughs> yeah, clutch players. That's that. that that's a gift. Some guys yeah. just have it. They're the give me the ball, I'll do it. You know, they're yes. that kind of guy. Those are the great players, and that's fun. That's fun to watch. Yeah. So lots well, of but, fun. And speaking of fun, this has been really fun. Been a great discussion. I actually learned something today. I did not yes. know uh, from Lucas or from whoever he Googled uh, this week. <laughs> Hey, I was looking in commentaries, Phil. Matthew All Henry, right. don't worry. Matthew Henry. Well, that guy was pretty smart. Yes, Yay, he was. Yay, old dead guys. <laughs> All right. If you have any <laughs> questions, comments, or concerns, please send them to us living guys. <laughs> LucasMOKC at gmail.com or Phil at EastwoodTulsa.com or SecondBreakfast777 at gmail.com or... Or Second Breakfast, write this down, 777 at gmail.com. You know, Phil, that joke never gets old. <laughs> no, no, it never gets funny either. <laughs> Good point. Well, we love you guys. We thank you for listening. Phil, any last words? Uh, yeah. There it is. That's you guys, or some of you guys. Sometime right. we'll have a breakfast with all 56 of you. And <laughs> 56 days? Yeah, it's a long time. Bye.